Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Houtine, back with my co-host, Christian Conway. The seasons may change, but we're still here all the same. And it is your LA Galaxy season preview I, I, episode. <laughs> I, I, today was the day I finally felt it. Like, today was the day I kind of walked into the gym, had a little skip in my step. I was like, all right, here we are. Like, let's go. I'm excited. Yeah, it's the weekend. Uh, two more sleeps, maybe three if you nap. Um... But it's definitely, I'm, I know a lot of people have a lot of reservations about uh, Douglas Costa, but I am all about it. Um, I know some people are like, hey, it's like a box of chocolates, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. But instead, I, I think, you know, we're not really going to know until May how the Galaxy are performing. The preseason looked really, really good. Cabral is looking better. Um, obviously you want Chicharito in top shape. Um, I, I think that there's no reason to really worry this early. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the preseason, everyone should be happy about that. I mean, yeah, they lost to Vancouver, but you know, that was a game where the galaxy kind of fielded a, a bit of a, a, I'd say a B lineup. Um, I, I, I don't really always like using those terms, but you know, they went and dismantled the defending supporter shield winners for nil, you know, they, they, you know, in their first game against Toronto, yeah, it was high scoring, but at least they won it. Um, I thought the game against DC United, there was moments in that game where I was just like, yes, this makes a ton of sense. I think the second goal was the moment where I was like, okay, I can actually believe what's going on this year. I mean, just the ease with which they split DC United apart on the counterattack. Um, I do want to come back to Douglas Costa because I think this is a a very boomer bust signing. I think if it goes well and he he's the player that we saw at Shakhtar and Bayern Munich and Juventus, then the Galaxy have basically landed a gold mine. Like, I mean, El Dorado level of just absolutely insane talent that is incredibly good, incredibly talented, just so good on the ball. One of the best dribblers, you know, I've ever seen. But if it doesn't go well, this could be bad. And I think we're looking at a situation right now where the Galaxy have signed a guy and they're either going to get 15 goals and 10 assists out of him or they're going to get like two goals and zero assists out of him. Like there is no middle ground with Douglas Costa. Now, I will say, I think Douglas Costa makes a lot of sense in this system because it reduces the pressure on Cabral, Grandsir, and Chicharito to kind of carry that line. And I think I think before the Douglas Costa signing, I would have been like, well, the Galaxy make the playoffs. Well, if Chicharito scores, you know, 23 you know, if Cabral puts 10 and 10, if Grancier does 10 and 8, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. now that, that those numbers are are so much more diluted because Douglas Costa is in this attack, and now you have the option of, well, bringing Grancier on off the bench in the 60th minute. And we saw his work rate against DC United. Imagine running that, you know, with 30 minutes to go, and you've been running for 60 minutes before that. Like, that's going to be difficult to deal with. You know, maybe it helps Cabral gain confidence. Maybe, you know, Jovalich kind of finds form, which I think he will do this year. I just think Costa coming to the attack really makes everyone feel a little at ease with the numbers they have to put up this year. Yeah. And, you know, when you start talking about, okay, you know, there's a lot of new players, there's a lot of young players, you know, there's language barriers, there's MLS to adjust to, um, you know, the scheduling and, and travel and what have you, everything starts to sound like an excuse, right? Um, but in this case, I am more like, let's wait and see. I totally hear what you're saying, Christian, and I don't disagree um, necessarily. Um, I The reason I say that is because 
you know, there's there's a lot of factors to go in. Specifically, you've got the Galaxy defense, which, you know, I'm reading here and there that, you know, one art, uh, uh, notorious article, if nobody saw it, was like this person literally got paid by MLS to say they have no idea what they're expecting to see. And then I saw another um, tweet where they were like, oh, the Galaxy's defense is going to be their downfall. And I was just like, I mean, this defense line is a lot better than it's been. And and I know preseason is just preseason, is just preseason but the Galaxy are already looking better Um just in the the bit of time, I feel like Vanny's been able to to get his guys in. I think he's been able to to figure out his pieces. Um, I think as far as the midfield goes, there's there's definitely a lot more creativity uh, that can come from there to be able to utilize Costa and uh, Cabral, and then obviously to feed Chicharito those goals. Yeah, and I, th- I think obviously the defense got better. There's no question about that because I mean you talk about signing Leardom. Um, Raheem Edwards, both veterans in this league, very talented players, um, but guys that I, I I think get overlooked, and I think a lot of Galaxy fans, when you know those Leardam and, and Raheem Edwards signings were made, basically said, "Oh, it's not flashy enough." Like, no, like what Vanny did in Toronto was he signed guys that were just you know MLS locker room guys and turned them into the greater sum of their parts. Obviously, Eric Zavaleta, that's been rumored. Um, it's it's almost done. Vanny, I think today said that they're close, not finished. Um, you know, I I think the defense is already immeasurably better, but I also think a lot of the problem with the Galaxy last year in defensive uh, kind of scenarios was transitions. You know, they they really didn't transition well in defense. Now they have Mark Delgado and a full season of Ryan Revolution in the midfield. That takes a lot of pressure off that back line. So I think it's inherently going to look better. And for all the people that are writing saying the Galaxy back line looked absolutely horrible in preseason, yeah, it did. I agree with you. It's preseason. If it's going to look bad, it's going to look bad there because defenses rely on reps and consistency. That's why, you know, there's always a, the, the term, the first, like the first choice center back pairing exists because they need, you know, five or six games at a competitive level to get to know one another, to be comfortable with one another. And it's, I think something the galaxy struggled with last year due to injury and um, form and, 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 and whatever have you. They really didn't have a first choice center back pairing last year for most of the year because, you know, you have the Williams five game suspension. Sega Koulibaly is in and out of the lineup with injury. Depew, you know, wasn't exactly trusted as much as I think he should have been. You know, they trade, uh, uh, excuse me, Daniel Starez off and on injured. They just didn't have any consistency. It does feel a little bit like this is going to be a little bit more consistent this year. And I think. They've, they've done a very good job of ensuring that. Now, you know, that relies on, you know, maybe Julian Rajo stays in the summer. I think he's going to. I don't see him going to Europe this summer. I see it more as a winter move next year. Uh, that's the way that a lot of people are talking. I think he does need another full season. I agree with that. But I, I, I do look at that back line, and I, I, it's so much more of a cohesive unit. And I, I know a lot of the problem with the Galaxy back line last year was, or at, at least in terms of the amount of goals conceded where, you know, we were sharing the basement with Cincinnati and a very bad, you know, like a couple of very bad teams last year, which is company that, you know, you don't want to keep. Keep in mind, with all that being said, the Galaxy were only out of a playoff spot for five minutes last year. Like, that's not bad. (laughs) I think this is, like, we're facing a a fixable problem. And I think now with a little bit more... Now we have Sega Koulibaly and Derek Williams, and I know Derek Williams is carrying a small injury, nothing major, but these guys now have a year under their belt in MLS, and I and I know you mentioned you don't want to use these things as excuses, 
But there are legitimate reasons to explain away a player's bad form. I mean, we're talking about new language, new country. A lot of people forget how big the United States is. You know, like, what was it? Steven Gerrard came out and said, you know, when his first season, he said, I didn't realize that flying from New York to L.A. was six hours. These are things that the reality of life in MLS are so different than any other league. So, of course, these guys are going to take a year to speed up. Dion Jovalich said it during preseason. He said, I now feel comfortable. It looks like Cabral now feels a little bit more comfortable. And I think that is the key to what the Galaxy are going to be successful for. I, I do understand the frustration and the the outcry of, oh, well, they didn't make any huge moves. I mean, the only big move they made was Douglas Costa. But they didn't really need to do that. You know, they, they did a lot of movement last year. Keep in mind, 17 new players to the roster. Like, this year was all about, you have the statue, and it's like 80% finished, right? Now you just got to hew off that little bit of marble. Um, and and that's where the I think a lot of the work is going to be this year. Yeah, and when you're saying about uh, Costa as well, he's, um, he's, then he used Cam to get him. So I think it was also a really good financial decision. I mean, I know that we're expecting the Galaxy to have like these super, super, superstars. I mean, I don't know, you know, what's going to be next for the Galaxy, but, you know, in fact, somebody had asked me that recently, like, well, what big star do you think the Galaxy are going to get? I go, they got Chicharito. I think this is what it needs to be right now. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if people are expecting a Messi. I mean, that seems, or a Ronaldo, that seems like a long shot right now. And that's just because, you know, whatever those guys are doing in their, their careers right now. Um, so I'm looking at, you know, the roster, obviously it's not, it's not set in stone to continue your marble, um, analogy, but you know, it's also about who the galaxy are playing. It's their opponents, right? So NYCFC should be tired. They had their CONCACAF match. Um, you know, they're actually, I don't, I imagine that they're still here in LA. There's no reason for them to fly back to New York than fly back here. Um, cause they played it at the bank. So, you know, they won 4-0. Um, they're MLS cup defenders. I feel like this is a really good show for an almost sold out crowd for the galaxy fans on Sunday. I, I don't think they're going to be too tired just watching the ease with which they disposed of their CONCACAF champions league game in midweek. Um, and, and of course, they did obviously would not travel back. I mean, you know, there's a reason they picked LA for the, this this first match uh, in the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, I, I think this is a big test. I, I think this is. I, I, I think I, I know I know this happens every year, and I'm gonna say it. We as Galaxy fans are gonna make horribly wild conjecture about what happens in this game. Um, this is a tough game, obviously, defending a Moscow Cup champions. It's a team that returns seven of eleven starters, which you know for an MLS Cup champion, is a pretty good return in terms of of keeping a team together. Ronnie Dyla is a fantastic head coach. I thought he should have won Coach of the Year last year. Um, but I think the Galaxy, if you look at the first two games, and, and again, next week we'll dig into to Charlotte a little bit, and I'll, I'll put the shovel on them a little bit next week. But this is the perfect first two games for the Galaxy because you, first off, open at home, always good to, you know, just get in front of the home crowd for your first game. If... They pull off the win. That's a huge win for the Galaxy. If they don't, you go to Charlotte next week, and I'm looking at Charlotte and saying, the Galaxy should put four past this team. Um, but but again, it's, it's going to be... The Galaxy are going to have to be very smart of the day. I think, you know, shutting down Tati Castellanos is the, the big mission of the day, but 
you know, the, the, Max Morales is still a very good player. I mean, the, that defense for NYCFC is very good. Sean Johnson is still one of the greatest goalkeepers in MLS right now. Um, it is a big test, but I think it's a test that the Galaxy need because I think this is going to be, you know, we talked a lot, a lot, a lot last year about measuring stick games, right? We talked a lot about, you know, where is this rebuild, you know, and this is the game that's going to tell us, okay, we're here in this rebuild. And I, I don't want to invoke it at the beginning of this season, but I feel like I have to because we need to know where we are after that preseason and the, the moves they've made. Because they didn't have to make a ton of moves, but they had to make some smart moves. And they did, I think, with with getting Leardom and and uh, Mark Delgado, who apparently no longer goes by Marky, which is strange. Um, they they did what they needed to do in signing Victor Vas- re-signing Victor Vasquez. They did what they needed to do in terms of getting Sasha Kledged in for another year. They seem to have pumped confidence into Cabral. Jovlich is carrying himself a little, you know, a little brighter. This is going to be a a, a game where the benchmark is here, right? Like now, this is where we are, and you know, against the MLS Cup defending champions, and, and this will either tell us how close we are or how far we are from being in that class. Um, yeah, just listening to you, what I was looking at again was the roster to see, you know. Obviously, Julian Araujo, I've got his jersey. I really love the work that he puts in. So I really see, I really see that obviously working out for us. Um, obviously, Jonathan Bond uh, in goal, which you know, no reason to see why he's not our number one. Um, now, Koulibaly had gotten injured, like he really got beat up uh, in the preseason. So I'm not totally sure that he'll be around and um i know you don't exactly have the most confidence in him well i mean he's he's not i don't know how to explain it koulibaly makes the easy things look nearly impossible and the nearly impossible things look easy mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I, he definitely saved um, yeah you know some uh some dangerous <laughs> balls uh and I think, on the preseason, I think yeah. he's I think he's one of the more comfortable center backs we've ever seen in a Galaxy jersey with the ball at his feet in terms of passing. I think he's he's a good passer of the ball. Um, it did look like he went pretty awkwardly on that arm shoulder area, and that's always very uncomfortable. Even if you know, even if you don't need your arms for running, you can wear a cast and run. It's still just the constant, you know, banging and whatever hurts. And you do kind of rely on his body to defend. Yeah, so. exactly, because he's a big dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I think. I think what we'll see is a lot of what we saw against DC United, which is they're going to they're going to let NYCFC use the ball. That's what NYCFC loves to do. They love to use the ball, love to, you know, they they you know, the the Manchester City, Barcelona kind of DNA sits in this team a little bit. I mean Ronnie Dyla is a little more direct than than his previous predecessors. But I think what we saw against DC United, which was a team that was more than happy to invite teams forward. And then attack into that space. And I mean, I, I point to the second goal against um, DC United as what I think the platonic ideal of an LA Galaxy goal this season is going to be, which is going to be using Grand Seer, using Cabral, using Efron Alvarez quick in transition, letting Chicharito kind of occupy gravity and then springing the hit on the counter. And if it works, as we saw against DC United twice, then this is going to be great. But again, you're inviting a lot of pressure onto a back line that has a lot of questions. And, you know, Jonathan Bond regressing to the mean last year, and, and I know a lot of people have kind of attacked me for saying, 
the Galaxy defense looked a little rougher when Jonathan Bond stopped making amazing saves. Um, it, but it, it, it is borne out in data. Um, he's, he doesn't look like he's going to light the world up again. You know, he, he, he's a very, I'm not saying that to say that he's a bad keeper. He's a mm-hmm. fantastic keeper. But the Galaxy defense at times last year made him have to look like Gigi Buffon or Edwin van der Sar, one of the greats. He's not going to do that every game. But I think with a little bit more stable defense, I think if they can figure out a foil out of Leardom and Edwards, because I know Edwards can switch sides mm-hmm. to Araujo and his aggression and his, you know, his willingness to get forward and, and get to the attack, which makes the Galaxy so good because it's such, it creates such a diverse – in terms of attacking soccer, you want – it's all about creating angles that unsettle a defense, right? It's all about angles. Well, Julian Araujo as that outlet angle really can unsettle a defense because now center backs or outside backs are thinking, do I have to go tight to him? Do I stay inside? Do I let Julian get a chance on the cross? He's actually a fantastic crosser of the ball. I don't think that gets played up enough. Um, but I, So I think you need to find – but you need to find a balance for that. And I think between Leardam and Edwards, they'll be able to figure that out. I think um, – I think I'd like to say, I, Williams obviously I think is nursing some form of, of hamstring injury. Those are always the worst mm-hmm. and they take forever to heal. Um, but if, if, if they can get him healthy, I look at this Galaxy roster and I look at kind of on paper what it is and I, I, I like what I see. You know, I, I think there are some parts and I, I go back to my marble analogy. Again, they do have to kind of start shaving off a little bit and maybe I think they would have been better served to go out for a center back this, this winter. Um, I understand winter transfers are the hardest transfers in soccer, especially in a time like right now. Uh, where it, the global transfer system is kind of broken because of COVID. But I think in summer, if they can go out and get a center back, maybe another defensive midfielder, this roster is pretty close to done. And I think that's, it's been a while since we've been able to say that about a Galaxy roster. Yeah. And especially as a fan, you're, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to get this person on my jersey now. And, and oh, are they going to have a Delgado jersey? And, it's it's a lot of fun to be able to 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 be excited again on who's on your team. You know, um, I I see that creative mid coming from Victor Vasquez, and um, obviously Sasha Kleshin is always um, a solid, especially if he comes in as as a sub. You know, um, because I know that both of those guys are are on another side of thirty, but again, that's that's. You need veterans on that team because you do have a lot of young guys. I mean, obviously, Efrain Alvarez, another guy that can create in who's, the midfield. Who's so. had a phenomenal preseason, by the way. I mean, Efrain mm-hmm. Alvarez has been unreal this preseason. Yeah, so I think that there's there's actually depth to this team. And this is to say it's it's not a complete roster yet. But yet, here we are feeling confident and comfortable Um to be contenders and, again, and, yeah. And I want to kind of speak on that 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 roster build point. I think the comfort we kind of feel with depth and whatever is kind of why bringing Douglas Costa is almost kind of a no risk thing for the Galaxy, mm. because we know who's behind him in case Douglas Costa doesn't perform. It's Samuel Grandier yeah. and Kevin Cabral, like. That's not the end of the world, guys. Those guys are solid MLSers. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Jovalich, but he totally can be there. Right, exactly. Douglas Costa, if it doesn't work, okay, so we just regressed to the attack that we fielded last year. Well, that wasn't too bad. I mean, like, it almost got us into the playoffs. It's not the end of the world, you know. Obviously, I, I you don't want to waste a designated player spot, and it, mm-hmm. it seems he under Douglas Costa understands the implication of being a number 10 and being a designated player for the galaxy it's it's a little bit of a different 
let's just, let's just say he's not going to he's not going to Cincinnati and is going to get worshipped every single minute he steps on the field. Like he he seems to understand that he has to perform, um, which I really hope he does, considering his time in Brazil was not great. Um, mm. But I think you know it's not the like. I think a lot of last season was built around, well, if he goes down, uh, what's, you know, what's going to happen? Like, oh, if Chicharito goes down for, you know, eight weeks, which mm. inevitably did happen. The answer, the question was, okay, what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, like, oh God. Yeah. Who's going to step up? Who can step yeah. in? It does feel like a lot of those questions are answered a little bit more smoothly now. Now it's like, okay, well, if Julian Araujo goes in the summer, we know we have options that outside back, you know, if, Revolution goes down, you know. We we have you know Perez. I hope and, not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. But, you I know, mean, obviously, but like really, Revolution. Look, I know he kind of got um, quiet, that you know, at the end of the last season. But again, there's so many other factors, and there's so many other things. And I hear what you're saying, and what the fans are saying, of course. Of um, yeah, being afraid of missing playoffs or or having to deal with those MLSC points and and relying on other match turnouts so that way you can qualify or not and but like honestly it was bound to happen in a rebuild year when the galaxy were not in the form I don't think I mean that they were in a form to contend for MLS cup whereas now hopefully they've learned they've been able to see those things um we know a lot more now. Well, I mean, this is this and, is yeah. Vandy knows a lot more now. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> this is a playoff team. Full stop. Like let's let's if they miss the playoffs, this is a failure of a season. I mean, this is a team that is now had a year under its belt. And yeah, last year we could have said, okay, it's a young team. They lost their best goal scorer. They lost their most important player for eight weeks. We can have the conversation of if Chicharito had not gone down injured, does he win the Golden Boot? I think easily. You know, I. It, those all those were all acceptable conversations last year. If you look at this roster right now, going into the NYCFC game, if they do not make the playoffs at the end of the year, there's something seriously bad happened. And I mean, that that has happened a lot of times over the past couple of years for the Galaxy, but more so than ever, I think this roster is the most complete roster we've seen since probably I'd say 2015. And that's a pretty serious claim, and I know it, but there's there's everything makes sense here. Like the balance is good. You know, yeah, they probably need another center back. Yeah. Maybe, you know, more defensive midfield sure. cover would be nice. But, Again, like we said, this isn't a finished roster, yeah. you know, but you know, I'd love a Bugatti, but I don't have, one. you know, like <laughs> we all have our wants and our wishes, but we don't always get them. Um, but it does just feel like there is so much more balance in this roster, so much more, um, composure in this roster seeing Cabral in preseason just looking playing as free as he was Mark Delgado I mean adds so much more teeth to that midfield which they've needed for so long um it just feels like this is a lot more balanced than it's been in, in recent memory um I see that uh on Twitter they're asking if the fantasy league is set did you get in on that because they're ready to close it before they expand it I'm uh I, I mean, they I, can't expand it. Once I, am, I am in the league. I uh, I hopefully will will not embarrass myself. No, you're representing. No pressure. But you're representing Simply Soccer because I cannot um, fantasy. Uh, maybe one day soon. I know, uh, yeah. but yeah, not one day soon. But you know, next season maybe. Um, it, it depends too. Because yeah, I'm really amazed at all the. 
the load you can take on, Christian. Um, <laughs> no, pr no pressure. You just represent a moderately successful Galaxy podcast. <laughs> oh, I thank you. Um, yes, but yeah, I you know, as your fearless leader, I have all the faith in you. You know, wave that banner and get out there. Um, I feel like I'm like in the 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 fourth Aerolinga scene in, in Lord of the Rings. I feel like oh yeah, you should Theoden and Aomer. Anyway. <laughs> That was a really nice reference. I'm sorry, guys. No, that's great. Are you you're kidding? Lord of the Rings. Um, I have now committed the crusade <laughs> of trying to cram in a Lord of the Rings reference at every episode this season. Oh, Get ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's put it in our title, too. Um, yeah, so if you haven't already, you guys, get your balls and beers picks in. We really appreciate you listening to us. Um, definitely we'll have more to say once we actually see the Galaxy in action. However, I will still say regardless, even if we win, um, no, when the Galaxy win um, against NYCFC, um, manifesting it. Um, just keep in mind that it is like the first match of the season. And as Christian had said about NYCFC state, um, even after playing a CONCACAF match, everybody should be in top form. So well, it's going to be, yeah. To, to quickly wax and opine upon NYCFC, I mean, mm -hmm. they're a more complete team than the Galaxy are right now. Like that's mm -hmm. just the reality of the situation that both these clubs find themselves oh. in. Because they're think, MLS Cup defenders. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they had to keep the team together because they're playing CONCACAF Champions League and the way that they, you know, deposed of their uh, opponents on in midweek, I, I thought was, I mean, terrifying if you were a Galaxy fan. Um, but, you know, they are they are a very, very good team. And I think, um, you know, I, I think this is a benchmark match in the sense that the Galaxy, uh, you know, we'll, we'll learn a lot about where the Galaxy are in terms of the rebuild and in terms of kind of, year two of Greg Vanny out of this game, but I wouldn't look too far into it, if that makes sense. Like, temper your expectations, but also, you know, use it as a an observation, not as a, a, a factor of record. And then also keep in mind, next week we go to Charlotte, where their head coach literally said, we are screwed at this point in time. So thank you guys, and stay tuned. Talk to you soon.